This is the Cato Daily Podcast for Friday, December 28, 2007. I'm Caleb Brown. The Iraq troop surge announced nearly a year ago is supposed to wind down in 2008, returning American military numbers back to pre-surge levels. But what has the surge brought? How close is Iraq to political reconciliation? And when will troops come home? Malou Innocent, a foreign policy analyst at the Cato Institute, offers a review of our most recent year in Iraq. Describe the situation in Iraq as of January of 2007. Well, in late 2006 and going into early 2007, the momentum in Iraq was towards an all-out civil war. Uh, The narrative within the United States was to facilitate partition by splitting Iraq along sectarian lines. Now explain partition. That doesn't sound like a very nice term. Uh, Essentially what soft partition, that's usually what U.S. policymakers have um, said would be a plausible strategy, a nice clean exit strategy as far as they're concerned, actually is a euphemism for forced relocation of Iraqi civilians. Um, Unfortunately, it would lead to heavy U.S. involvement in the partitioning of Iraq. Many Sunnis actually want to live in a cohesive uh, unified Iraq. It would ignite Shia and Shia fighting. Um, it would also undermine our alliance with a fellow NATO ally, Turkey, who doesn't want to see an independent Kurdistan. So if anything, a soft partition would actually inflame tensions rather than settling them. But right after the uh, early 2007, President Bush actually said in his State of the Union address that the United States will be infiltrating Iraq with 30,000 more U.S. troops in an attempt to pacify Baghdad and Al-Anbar province. This was popularly termed the surge. Mm -hmm. That was what it was uh, described as, or dubbed as, I guess it would say. And what was the purpose of it? The purpose of it was supposed to create the breathing space necessary for the Iraqi parliament to progress on certain legislative measures. Now, but that's not how it's being defended. Those who defend the surge or saying the surge is succeeding, they're looking at one side and not the other. They're looking at the decrease in overall violence rather than the actual progress on the political front. So, I mean, in one respect, you can say that violence is down. There are decreased number of roadside bombings. The seizure of arms caches is up. According to the top U.S. commander in Iraq, General David Petraeus, uh, violence has decreased by 60% in the past six months. But also with that, we have to keep in mind that they're simply down to a uh, mid-2005 levels of violence in Iraq right now. And in, in 2005, 846 American troops were killed, nearly 6,000 were wounded, over 10,000 Iraqi civilians were killed. So that's what it looked like in 2005, and that's essentially what, what's going on today. And also we have to keep in mind that the number of refugees is up, uh, the number of internally displaced is at 2.5 million, over half of Iraqis believe that attacks on U.S. troops is legitimate. So we also have to keep these things in mind as well when we say that violence is ebbing or violence is on the decrease. Now, there are two sides to it. There is a military action, and obviously there has been some decrease in, in violence in Iraq. But the other side, of course, is political. Mm-hmm. And Ambassador Ryan Crocker, mm-hmm. when he presented his report essentially seemed that he was presenting something that he had absolutely no control over. Exactly. You actually make a very good point in that regard. Uh, Typically, when people point to the evidence of decreased violence in Iraq, they offer little evidence that the limited tactical progress on the ground would lead to a beneficial impact on Iraq's political outcome. And 
in that regard, then the basic logic of the surge has failed. The Iraqi parliament has failed to implement oil sharing legislation. They failed to eliminate militia control of the local military forces. They failed to increase the number of Iraqi units, security units that can operate independently of coalition forces. So in that regard, when people say that there is progress in Iraq, I kind of ask them, how do you define progress? Chris Preble, director of foreign policy studies at the Cato Institute here, said at his event assessing the surge that it has been an unmitigated success for the Bush administration and that he takes absolutely no pleasure in saying that, but it really has been. He got a lot of headlines. There was a lot of value to the reports that troop levels would be decreasing. I think that it's easy for the Bush administration and President Bush himself to essentially say, look at the surge, look at it's done for security within Iraq. And of course, if you add more troops to the situation, of course, they're going to be able to secure the region much more so than the Iraqi security forces or the Iraqi police force. And so President Bush is able to say, look at this trajectory, look how much violence is down, look at what I've done. And essentially, it's made him less of a target on the 2008 political campaign, because the, uh, the essentially the candidates can't really point to an instability on the ground when you can actually say, well, yeah, look what the surge has done. Look at the political boon it's done for, you know, the Iraqi parliament in that regard, in the sense that they're no longer as much targeted as before, uh, especially in the spring of 2007, the way they were targeted. So definitely it has been a boon for the Bush administration and for um, the Republican side, at least, as well. If we accept the premise of the surge being an attempt at creating the breathing space to generate this political uh, conciliation among the these various groups that are not necessarily inclined to agree, are we any closer to that actually occurring? No, I think 2008 will actually bring greater instability, especially since by the summer, by the end of the summer of 2008, we're supposed to be decreasing the number of U.S. troops, back, actually back down to the number of pre-surge levels, around 130,000 U.S. troops. So any amount less that we're going to actually have in Iraq will, I mean, of course, increase uh, instability within the region. But I mean, we also have to ask the question, how long will we be policing a failing state? Malou Innocent is a foreign policy analyst at the Cato Institute. This is the Cato Daily Podcast. Please consider making an end-of-year gift to the Cato Institute. You can do that at Cato.org.